1: The holidays are right around the corner, which has notoriously been a weird time for COVID in the last several years. That's why we thought now would be the perfect time to check in with Dr. Emily Landon, who we like to call Nerdette's resident epidemiologist. Her real job is that she's an infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. Emily, hello.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
2: I'm good. It feels weird to be back. I I love being on your show because it's so great. But at the same time, that means that people are confused about COVID again. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At one point over our numerous check ins, you talked about how a good gauge of how things are going is having a sense of how many people in your circle at any given time have COVID. And for me personally, it's been really quiet, especially over the summer.
2: But in the last two weeks now, I know of three people, which is like, oh, it's happening. COVID cases are picking up, influenza cases are picking up, and RSV is is really going strong right now. So RSV is short for respiratory syncytial virus, and it's mostly a problem in young kids. So if you've got a little baby or a little kid, you know about the RSV problem right now, Mm -hmm. and you know about the dwindling number of hospital beds that are available for kids that need them. But adults can get that too. Adults can get influenza and influenza is pretty bad. Hospitals in the Southern half of the United States are getting pretty, they're going from maybe one week having maybe 15 patients in the hospital, the next week having like 70 patients in the hospital. So it's, it's really rapidly getting increasing in those areas. And we're just starting to see the beginning of the influenza here in Chicago. But my guess is, rather that you'll start seeing more and more of your friends having flu or covid or if you I mean you probably already have had some people that had rsc they may not know it but they did mm.
1: so yeah what is your advice for best practices during the holidays this time around
2: so i think it's tough right we have to think about influenza, RSV and COVID right now. And while it may seem like all of these respiratory viruses are basically the same thing, they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just semantics, right? Oh, it's just the flu. It's like there's significant differences in how each of these diseases spreads and who is going to be most affected by them and who is going to have the worst outcomes from them. And we have a lot that we don't yet know about why some people are having more severe disease with some of these respiratory viruses now compared to before. Um, But this idea that because you didn't get exposed to a bunch of viruses for the past few years, now you're getting sicker when you get one, that's not actually a thing. Mm. And I'm not sure that that uh, explains why people are getting sicker. Maybe for some people, maybe there's a, a kernel of truth in that. And we need to do a lot more research to know for sure. And then there's the fact that influenza and COVID are just really bad and RSV is really bad for little kids, especially. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot to think about here when it comes to the holidays. But the good news is that it's not too complicated to avoid getting these diseases.
1: So yeah, to that end, like, what are you, how are you feeling about gatherings and travel? I assume you're recommending masking as much as possible in indoor places, yeah. et cetera.
2: So what we've learned over the past couple of years is that masking is king at preventing most of these things. Now, RSV, I'm going to put a little asterisk next to it. It's a little different. It's mostly spread by touching of surfaces that are contaminated. Hmm. But when people are masked, they're not spreading their respiratory droplets to those surfaces. And when you're masked, you're not touching your mouth and nose so much with your hands after touching those surfaces. So Mm -hmm. masking can still be helpful, but keeping your hands clean is sort of also important. So with flu and RSV on the radar, we need to do the things that we were doing for COVID and we need to worry about keeping our hands clean a little bit more than maybe we would have done last year. If you wanted the five second answer, it's Mm -hmm. wear your mask, the best fitting mask that you can, whenever you're around people that you don't really need to be unmasked around. If it's not essential to be unmasked, then you should wear a mask and then choose your unmasked contacts or gatherings really carefully. This is the same advice I've given you every time we've talked about the holidays. Yep, yep. Choose wisely. And if you're gonna be unmasked around someone who's really high risk for any one of these diseases, that means you need to be careful in the days leading up to that gathering in order to be sort of responsible not a hundred percent, but it certainly will help. So
1: when it comes to people getting COVID these days, what are current CDC guidelines around
2: isolation? The CDC is not looking out for your individual safety. They are not supposed to. They are supposed to look at the health of the whole community. They want to make sure people are in their jobs. They want to make sure that kids are able to keep going to school. They want to make sure that daycares stay open. They want to make sure that you can go to the grocery store and get the things that you want and that the sort of economy functions the way that it needs to function, and that the hospitals aren't getting overloaded. A lot of people are getting respiratory viruses. It's really common right now. So the CDC guidance technically says, if you get COVID, you need to stay at home for five days from the start of symptoms. And then after that, you should Wear a mask for the next five days when you're around anyone. And that includes your best friend, your spouse, your children, and your family members at Thanksgiving. So you really can't attend a Thanksgiving gathering in for 10 days is what it comes down to if you want to be doing the right if thing. you want to eat
1: food. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you want to fudge that a little bit and you want to be able to spend time with people, even though you're in that five to 10 day window, you can use rapid tests to help you be able to do that. When your rapid test is no longer positive, you're probably safe to be around other people. I like to say you need two in a row, at least 12 hours apart in order to be okay to be unmasked around people. And I would be real careful about being around high risk people. I'm not, I don't want to be around someone who's in those 10 days yeah. when their test is negative. I'm going to feel better about it, but I'm still going to maximize the ventilation and sit further down the table from them. The other option is to just wear your mask at dinner and eat at another time, which sucks, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. So the rapid test, like if someone is still symptomatic and they're taking negative tests, then that's okay. I'm just thinking of someone, you know, who like maybe did take negative tests, but like is still coughing or whatever. Like that doesn't seem great.
2: If you're only a few days into your infection and you're still feeling pretty sick and you're getting negative tests, you might not be swabbing correctly. So you want to make sure you've gotten a positive test and Mm -hmm. that you're doing it right. And then I think it depends on how symptomatic you are, right? So some people are going to have this sort of lingering long cough after a viral infection, the post-viral tussive syndrome, as we call it, which is not very friendly of a name. Um, They are probably not very contagious, not at all, probably if their tests are negative. But the person who's still kind of, you, you need to be over your fever, you need to not have a runny nose anymore, you need to not be coughing all the time. Once you're past those things and you're feeling really sort of back to yourself and then you've got a negative test, those two indicators together are gonna be a lot more reassuring than just one of them.
1: Should we expect another wave of COVID cases this winter? We're gonna get into it after the
0: break.
1: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park.
2: More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events.
1: So I would love to talk a little bit about the booster, um, just because it's been a while since we have. At this point, who do you think should be getting it?
2: Should Everybody it. should get a booster. If you haven't gotten a booster this fall, get a booster. They made the rules so that everyone qualifies for a booster this fall. This was, Mm -hmm. I think I told you before, I thought we were going to get into a little rhythm where everybody should get a booster at least once a year, probably in the fall. And then immunocompromised and high risk people are probably going to be on a six, every six month schedule. They did that. by sort of resetting the clock and saying anybody who's less than two months out from a dose or more than two months out from a dose needs to get a booster. And that means like, if even if you've got your, I don't know, your booster of the original version in August, you're going to time out real soon and you can get one of these. So they just want to get everybody on a a flu shot cycle. So flu shot, COVID shot at the same time. And I think that's the right thing to do. And you should put yourself on that cycle. Now is a great time to do it. Definitely get it done. Mm
1: -hmm. So I know we are concerned about RSV and influenza and COVID this coming flu season, which is exhausting just to say in a sentence like that. Um, what is the sense you have of like, you know, I think about Omicron this time last year. Is another variant likely to pop up or do we have enough on our plates? <laughs> is nature going to give us a pass?
2: We have what I think is likely to be the next variant of interest, which is the BQ1.1 Suffice it to say, it's still in this Omicron category, and we are seeing it sort of increase now in our communities. It was causing a lot of cases in the UK and in Europe. Those are maybe coming down now. We're seeing a lot of it. Individuals who had BA4, BA5 are probably not protected from BQ1.1. Some will be protected. Some will not be protected. Obviously, I can't make it Yeah. That's fair. But um, definitely that seems to be creeping up, but it doesn't seem to be that sort of overwhelming, really fast spread like what we saw with Omicron last year, which is great. So if that turns out to be our winter variant with respect to COVID, that's reassuring and would be somewhat more manageable than a giant Omicron-looking spike. The real problem is that it's definitely going to be combined with influenza, that whole twin twindemic that people have been talking about mm-hmm. since 2020 winter, it's here. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to have. And it's going to be really rough for people. And you can absolutely get two respiratory viruses at the same time. So, any, and that, that is bad to do, by the Ugh. way. So, I recommend avoiding getting sick. And I, I, I cannot recommend enough laying low in the week before Thanksgiving, the week before your Christmas get together, the week before whatever get together you want to have. And that means like you're going to have to probably choose if you're, if they're going to be like work get togethers in the week before a family get together, you kind of need to pick one because you're going to have significant exposures at one or the other. And so you can't plan on being healthy at both of them. It might happen, uh, but you can't like, rely on it. Emily, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell a personal story here. And I don't, maybe it's not useful, but maybe it is. Okay. When, when I first got diagnosed with RA.
1: Rheumatoid arthritis.
2: Yeah, rheumatoid arthritis. I was really focused on getting all the way back to normal. Mm. I wanted to be better. And my doctor sat me down and she was sort of hardcore, you know, and she said, Emily, you need to get over this. Like you have a chronic illness now. Mm. You're not going to be the same as you ever were before. It's time to just accept that and move on. Illness is going to play a role in your life and you're going to have to decide how you're going to handle that. And I was like, how can you say this to me? And like, I'm pretty, you know, I don't really sugarcoat very much either. So I, he's not, you know, I sort of surprised that I had this reaction, but she was a hundred percent right. And it was really tough at first for me to accept the fact that illness was going to intrude on my life when I didn't want it to Mm. before that I didn't get sick very often. And now, you know, sometimes I can't write notes because my hands hurt too much and that's tough. But I got over having illness intrude on my life back when I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I think a lot of Americans are so used to not having anything mess up their plans or mess up their life. And the fact of the matter is that unplanned stuff like illness is is always out there. And we have moved into a post-pandemic time where illness is just gonna play a bigger role in our lives. You can ignore it, but then you're going to get sick more often, mm-hmm. or you can take appropriate measures to avoid getting sick so often, and then you might be more likely to be able to go to the stuff that really matters and do the things that you really want to do. This isn't going to be the last pandemic. I mean, I've started to think about. I think this is probably one of the side effects of climate change and the damage that we've done to the world. So I hear you that you're really tired, Greta. I know you are. I am too. But I think we have to start just shifting our mindset from can I get through this Christmas without having to worry about it to like, how am I going to incorporate this threat in my daily life? That is a super helpful framing. And really pressing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Also that. I want to be clear, though. I, it's okay to be upset about it and to be annoyed and to be angry because nobody deserves this, right? Like nobody deserves to have to deal with this. And it was easier before, Right. But I don't think we're going back there. So I think we have to complain about it to our friends and vent and be (laughs) unhappy. But I don't I don't think we I don't think we can afford and you're not. I know you're not living this way, but I don't think we can afford to just ignore it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. so get your shots,
2: hunker down and hang in there. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to hunker down. You can do things. You can take risks. Just know that you, every time you're having a gathering unmasked with other people, you could get COVID after that. It's like my RA, it's a little bit unpredictable, but most of the time it's not a problem. And you just sort of make a plan A and a plan B. And if you've got two things and you can't decide and they're all within a week, you go to one and then you test a lot after that and you cross your fingers and you hope everything's okay for the second one. And maybe you'll get lucky, but you, what you don't want to do is like, say, screw it. I don't care about your risk because I don't want to deal with this. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people out there who are still pretty high risk from COVID or influenza. And some of them are the people that you love the most in your family. We can still have fun, do crazy things, decide that some things are worth taking the risk and also be respectful.
1: Okay. That seems reasonable. I feel we can do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Emily, thank you again and again and again for coming on. We really appreciate it.
2: Are so
0: welcome.
1: Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope this conversation was helpful for you. I know it was for me. We will be back tomorrow with a Friday episode, so keep an ear out for that as well. Nerdette is produced by me and Anna Bauman, along with Sam Deere. Our executive producer is Brendan Banisak. Stay safe out there, y'all.
0: Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO.